it was kind of like my senior year of high school. I kind of like was like this music stuff's like kind of cool. Like, I like this. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Wreaking Havoc, the world's weirdest podcast. How is everyone doing today? Hope you all are doing well. If you've been with us since day one, you know the first episode we talked about what we want this podcast to look like and the direction we're going to take it. But due to our circumstances with school, we weren't exactly to go about that route yet. But today things are going to be a little different. As you know, we wanted to do interviews with people, whether they have interesting jobs, uh, interesting hobbies, something they like to research that is quite interesting, or just, matter of fact, have a conversation with someone. Well, we have that opportunity today. You may know him as the everyday co-host, but ladies and gentlemen, for the first interview on Wreaking Havoc, welcome my boy Paul Bauer. Paul, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It's, it's a great day. I'm excited, man. I'm excited I'm to have excited. you here at the round table. It's going to be a different world. Paul, give us, for the people that don't know you, as well as, as I do or some of the possible listeners out there, where are you from? A little <clears throat> bit about your background. I'm from uh, the tiny town of Fraser, Michigan. Out by Detroit? Just outside of Detroit, east side boy. Um, lived in the same house my whole life in a small town, just kind of been... You know, I used to play baseball back in the day. I'm a retired athlete now. And I mean, shit, I'm graduating in a few days. Yeah, I'm done with college that's in, exciting. In a few weeks and on to the next chapter in life. Did college for you go faster than high school? Yes and no. At Explain. the same time, like, I would say, like, the last two years of college have flown by. Much faster than the first two. Like, my freshman year, I didn't feel like it went by, like, super fast. But that's because there's, like, a lot of uncertainty involved in that, too. Like, it was, like, new things. You're, like, falling into new routines. And then once you get in that routine, time kind of starts to go by a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah. In a a way, I would say that, like, these last two years, it just kind of... It's almost like it accelerated for me. Like, I... I mean, we were talking about it earlier, like, in the last four years seem to have, like, flown by, but so much has gone on in that time, too, and <laughs> it makes you, like, lot, yeah. it really screws, screws with your head a little bit, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's weird. What a four years it's been. I mean, three and a half for you, but four, we'll call it that. What are you uh, looking to do this next couple months here, uh, heading into the workforce, going back to school? <laughs> I will go back to school if somebody pays me for it. Fair enough. I'll go to get my master's. But um, if nobody's going to pay me to do it, then I'm not going to pay my own money to do it because I don't think I need to do it to do what I want to do with my life. Um, I mean, I feel like there's there obviously benefits to getting your MBA or whatever other yeah. master's program you get into and all. But, yeah, if somebody pays me for it, then I'll go back. But uh, I'd say in these next coming months, you know, I'm just trying to lock down a job and yeah, that's pretty much it. Just lock down the job lock and get after job. it. Yeah. You have uh, any specific locations you're looking in or just kind of applying everywhere? Um, right now, I'm just kind of looking everywhere. But, I mean, I would say, like, outside of, like, my area, um, my main, I think my top three locations then would be 
the Grand Rapids area, Chicago, yep. and Boston. Boston? Yeah. Is it for the sports teams? I mean, I've always just, like, wanted to live in Boston. Boston is beautiful. I mean, I love the Red Sox. I'm not, yep. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Red Sox. I, I, don't hate, I don't hate the Celtics. Me and the Patriots have had our beefs in the past, but we got over that. What about the Bruins? Nah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I could. <laughs> I don't far. know if I could come from Michigan and root for the Bruins. Like I would probably still be a Wings fan living in Boston. Yeah. I feel you'd still be a Tigers fan. Too. Yeah, no, I'd still watch the fucking Tigers. But like, come on, they are not. They're not as an exciting team to watch as the Red Sox, in any way. But I have a loyalty tied to them, just like the Lions. Yeah, it's depressing loyalty, but it's a loyalty nonetheless. So retired athlete, baseball, played catcher. For those of you that don't know. Do you miss it? Yes, absolutely. What aspects do you miss? I really miss, like, I mean, for me, like, baseball, like, one, like, it was, like, an escape from everything. That was, like, yeah. my way to, like, just get get things out and, like, forget about what's going on in my life and just, like, enjoy an hour in the cage, just hitting. That's all I'm focused on. I'm just focused on smashing the ball. And then, you know, I, you just feel better afterwards. I miss that aspect. I mean, miss competing. Mm-hmm. Um a lot like I just miss being out in the field competing trying to beat everyone around me and I mean I just it was something I was really good at too so like <laughs> that was also just like when you're good at something it's just like when you walk away Makes from it more it's fun, like, yeah. it's a little tougher but think yeah think follow-up question of that um you know we both played uh college athletics for a little bit before we we stepped away do you think you made the right decision I do. And what would you say to someone who is either coming in from high school to college, not sure if they want to play that college sport or not, or someone that's already in college playing their sport and they're not sure? What, what, what would be something you would want to, like, at least have them think through or some, some advice you could give them? I, I mean, like, if I would, could give, I mean, like, in a sense, like, give advice to myself coming in, it'd be just make sure you really love it. Yeah. Like, you got to, like, there's a there's a big difference between the high school level and the college level in athletics. The amount of time you put in, the amount of practices there are, yeah. the amount of time you spent at practice, the amount of workouts and I mean, six a.m. lift and then practice at like yeah. four, but you have an individual workout with coach at one thirty. You got to get your classes in and all your homework. It's just yeah. you really got to love the sport and you got to be able to manage your time and use your time very wisely. And that's something that I wish I would have been better at. Because I feel like I'm good at it now. Yeah. Like I'm really good at managing my time now, but then it wasn't that it wasn't like that. And I mean, I, it was just. I mean, I, it wasn't that I didn't even like. I didn't love baseball enough to keep playing it. Yeah. Like because I wanted to. Like I really wanted to keep playing. Um, you know, there were the the concussions. They didn't help. And I mean, that was honestly like probably the deciding factor for me because if I had one more concussion, um, within, like basically the next season, um. I was going to be out for a year, like a whole year. And I just, I mean, at that point, I was like, the chances are higher after you have one. Yeah. I mean, I get hit in the face all the time. You're a catcher. Yeah. And I was like, I honestly just want to take my career into my own hands and be the one to step away myself than being told I can't play anymore. True. Because it'd be much easier on my my conscience. And I just took took the step away. For me, it was my decision rather than being like, you can't play baseball anymore. Yeah. I think that's uh, part of the problem with college athletics for incoming freshmen 
and honestly, at any sport and any level, is you can't prepare yourself for the workload. And balancing, that's something you learn in college, and if you don't learn it, you probably don't make it through college, honestly. Yeah. But time management is is a very important thing in everyone's life. life. And I think you learn that very you either learn it very quickly or it overwhelms you mm-hmm. when you're playing a college sport because, I mean, for me personally, for football, I mean, it's me- morning meetings, which for us were normally be there at 645, goes to almost 8 because 8 was when the first classes are. And then you have your classes, you got to be at the practice field 330, practices at 4, practice till about 6 or 7, and then you, that's your time for homework now. And you don't have a ton of free time. And you also have to make sure you're getting your work done because you come back from practice, you're tired. Mm-hmm. And I think you that... You eat, you yeah, food, you, you, you want to shower. Yeah, By the time you eat in the shower and you're wiped out for practice, you're just like, uh... You just want to go to bed. And I think that's the hardest thing. Once you can get a hold of that and plan out your day, it's, it makes it a lot better. But I think for these 18-year-olds, it's just, it's just tough. It's, it's honestly tough. And I think we put... The college system is made to take kids right out of high school, and I think that's kind of a problem itself. But you add that on top of an athletic, and sports are demanding. When you're playing at a higher level, it's always going to be like more demanding. It's a full-time demanding. job. Yeah. And there could be something to look into that with forced gap years between high school, but that's a whole other discussion. What would you say is your biggest takeaway from not necessarily just baseball, but playing sports throughout your life? Because we talk about sports and how much they impact us all the time. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that I could think of that, like, really have impacted me in my, like, personal life. Like, whether it's learning from baseball or from, like, my time playing football or even playing basketball. Like, there's just, like, a lot of things you learn. But, like, the one thing that really stands out to me more than anything from baseball is something that, like, you get repeatedly beaten in your head over and over and over in practice, like, you know, like, take each rep, and then you, you screw up, wipe it, next rep. Yep. Screw up, wipe it, next rep. And the same thing in life. You screw up, don't sit here and think about how bad of a screw-up you are. Yeah. Forget about it. Be better next time. And I think that you have to, like, going off that, you, you can't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. That, too. That's another big thing is, like, you can't. Baseball's, I mean, it also, it's a game of confidence. Yeah. That's where I really learned to, that's where I, like, first found my confidence in life. Like A very technical sport, Because when you try to, like, too. really figure it out, I was in a really technical position, too. That's what I really yeah. love. It's, like, it was a very, like, a very thought-heavy position. Like, I had to think, like, I mean, based on a stance, based on what the kid did in his last at-bat, based on what my pitcher's throwing, like, what pitch I'm going to call, hopefully where the ball's probably going to go based on where that pitch is, and all this is going through my head, and, like, you know, what the runners might do who are on base, and, like, all all possible situations, like, rifle through your head as you're, like, analyzing, like, what pitch am I going to call? And, I mean, that's something, I mean, you even see it now, like, when I'm thinking through something, I just, I, like, zone in and just start, like, you can just see the gears start to turn. And, I mean, that's something I've been able to carry over, I mean, Shit, I'm probably going to be in an analyst position yeah. here. <laughs> so, on the more baseball aspect of it, for me, from football, every every time, you know, the jump from middle school to high school, from, you know, low-level high school to varsity, from high school to college, there's the big jumps, and you can see mm-hmm. the difference in, in the game. From high school to college, what's the biggest change? Um, well, I think the biggest thing was just, like, the amount of um, 
practice yeah that we did because like i was always like a i work out on my own yeah. at, like at, like during like say in high school I'd, like i'd be working out on my own i train on my own and then i just go to team practices to kind of like brush up and like you know team morale yeah <laughs> just like brush up on what i'm good at catching bullpens and like get my swings but that's what team practices were for i got good as a baseball player because i've worked outside of them a lot more and did the things necessary outside of like regular team practices I mean, even in high school, like, you, you practice five days a week. It's not anywhere near the amount of conditioning you do in um, college. Yeah. You run way more in college. <laughs> and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't have anything against running. I really don't. I hate being timed, though. I, be, I hate being yeah, held to a that, stop clock. I always thought Especially that was, as a catcher. We didn't even have that in football. That's what I don't I don't understand. Outside of cross country or track, um, I mean the forty yard dash is one thing, but but long distance, a mile run, for yeah. example, like why would you? When do you need that in baseball and football and in any sport outside of track or cross country? When does it matter how fast you can run a mile? It doesn't. At max, the only time they really they should really care about how fast you are is when you're there recruiting you and they're doing your sixty yard time. Yeah, that, which that's is something basically, that matters. Your sixty yard time is basically like. A hypothetical home in a second, or second to home, depending on which yeah. where you're running from, I guess. But um, that was just like my biggest beef with with um, playing here was yeah. every time we ran something, the whole like there was like we did these things. It was called like triangles. So you start at you start at home plate, foul pole. You like you run down the line all the way to the foul pole, touch the foul pole, then you run across the entire outfield to the next foul pole, and then bring it back into home. Oh. And you have to do that. And I think the time it was like, I want to say it was like 45 seconds or 40 seconds. But we were doing these during full infield. So guess who had shin pads on? Yeah. All the catchers ran in shin pads. That's tough. And it's like, that already limits me. I'm already slower than most of these people just because, I mean, most catchers are bigger dudes. If we're being honest here. Yeah. They're bigger, bulkier dudes. Their legs look like tree trunks, so they don't run as fast. You got tree trunk legs. You oh, just- yeah vertically a little bit challenged yeah i mean i can't jump that's that's a different problem i mean more from a height standpoint but sure jumping too oh yeah i mean we're not gonna get into that right now (laughs) do you have any interest in coaching baseball absolutely Uh, any particular level or um i'd love to coach high school baseball yeah whether it's jv varsity freshman i mean i feel like i could be a really good varsity coach yeah um i don't think i'd be i need honestly like we've actually been kicking around the idea because like the my old summer coach might be taking over as the varsity pat frazier i'd go jeff frazier or the other guy um is like the other really good dude that went to frazier high school in the last 10 years um great hitter he went to madonna got drafted by the twins All right from out of, out of uspbl actually and uh, Mike went to high school with him, or college with him, played, played oh, with him. And, like, we, right we know him. And if he gets that position, too, like – and then Mike's already coached JV there. Yeah. So my idea was to have me and Mike as, like, a tag team because he's got the head coach and, like, he'll yell at everybody. Yeah. And I'm, like, the good guy that's going to be everybody's best friend that they're going to love. And, I mean, I'm also just a very, very good hitting coach. Yeah. Like, I can see things that normal people can't see. Like, I mean, I got to the point in my career where, like, when I would take a swing, like, I would know what was wrong with it, like, without even anybody telling me. Like, you could just feel thing. where things are wrong. Like, yeah. you could just get the feel, like, how things were. But 
Yeah, no, I would love to. Like, coaching is just – I mean, it's something I've done in the past. I mean, I coached, like, the Parks and Rec, taught a kid with Down syndrome how to smash a baseball. What? How old were the kids that you were coaching at Parks and Rec? Um, so there was, uh, like, four- and five-year-olds, and then it went up to, like, I think third and fourth grade, and then the oldest was fifth and sixth. Did you do all of them? Yeah. Whereas, are the four- and five-year-olds hard to coach? Yeah, that's more like you just kind of, it's like t-ball. You just yeah. let them do their thing. Nobody's really out. You're just all yeah, kind of there to have fun. Play don't fun. don't play in the dirt. Pay attention. Yeah. And then everybody chases after the ball when it's hit. Yeah. But my thing with those ones is like there was this one kid. He actually lives in my neighborhood, fun fact. His name, he went by Goose. His Goose. real name was Jose. I don't know what his last name was. But nobody in the entire program, like of our like workers, yeah. could handle this kid except me. So whenever he was pretty crazy, like he was just like wild and like yeah. really like, High so energy. I used to do this thing with him, like no kidding. I would just sit there and like grab his hands, put them together like this and be like, now they're stuck. You can't move them. And he actually would just like sit there like this and be like, and that get his attention. <laughs> and then I'd be like, all right, yeah. you want to play some baseball now? And then I just sit there and like literally compete with him to get the ball when it was, came his way. There you but go. we just turned it into a really fun time. And I mean, the kid, I mean, he came back. The next, next season, and then we were best friends. I mean, how old is he now? I would say he's probably getting fourth, third, fourth, fifth, fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. Think he'll be a good player if he continues to play? Yeah, yeah, no, we had some talents. Actually, my first season, we had a kid at 10 years old, hit a ball 250 feet. Oh, my. Yeah, it was the only home run ever wow. hit in the program history. That's special. Yeah. He was also, uh, remember when I told you we had the, like, when I coached the flag football team? Yeah. There was, like, the younger group, and I had the really good kid. But the older group, we literally had that kid, and he was the best quarterback. Like, the kid could throw the ball probably 30 yards. He was 10. Like, chucking the ball 30 yards, big deal. And he could run with anybody. It was insane. And he was just funny. It's always good. Like, he was just, like, he was just funny. What was his name? Corey Littlejohn. It's a good name. Yeah, he was. It's his mom name. was hilarious too. Switching to school aspects. So, so tell the people your major and minor. I am uh, economics and management major, English minor, concentration in Gerstacker. And Gerstacker is the honors business program here at Albion. You're also in an honors program, correct? I'm also uh, what is it, mortarboard? That's the yeah. National College Honor Society. So yeah, that too. Do you have any more stuff to do with that, or is your um, time basically done there? I really don't know, um, because, like, we were, like, getting things. Yeah. Like, all the meetings we've had since this, like, since school started have been about, like, getting things ready to go for next semester, and I just haven't been able to, like, volunteer for it or, like, help out with it because I'm, like, I'm not even going to be here. Um, I want to get my T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he wants the t-shirt I <laughs> knew you were in it for a t-shirt um, But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get I think I get cords Yeah, I imagine To walk cords. I think I get Gerstacker cords, too If yep. you're not mistaken I believe they're um, I wanna say green for some reason That's weird I feel like, I, I feel like I've seen them there They're green or Maybe green and red I'm not entirely sure You know what I think is really weird Not to get off topic here I know you got some Probably more questions to ask But like Gerstacker hasn't like Tried to like Hey, you seniors about to leave. Yeah, aren't they supposed to help with jobs? They won. I've, the only jobs I've gotten sent have been at the college. 
And then two, they're not even doing like a. Because they always do like celebration for their December graduates. They're not even like doing like a a thing or anything like that. Like I just want my certificate, bro. Just give give me, give me my, give me my degree, and let's call it a day. Speaking of which, uh, for those of you that have been following along lately, uh, we're we're getting sent home. We have to leave by Saturday at noon. Every student's got to go unless you have special circumstances. I will say one thing about this before I ask you something. for out-of-state students, they're not help. They normally pay for uh, travel to the airport because if you fly in, you don't have a car here. Right. They're not doing it anymore. And with we got told today because it was optional up until today, and now today they said everyone, less special circumstances, has to leave by Saturday at noon. And so they kind of just screwed those kids over because they have to find a flight in two days, mm-hmm. and that's not cool. But. I've talked about it quite a bit on the show. I've voiced my disapproval of all of the regulations, but come you you won't have another semester here. You only had to experience this for one semester. Just bring me through a lot, if not all, of your thoughts on from when you found out about the regulations, bigger things that happened throughout the year, and just just kind of reflect on on what you think how everything was handled. Um I mean, when we found out about the regulations, I kind of just, one, didn't think it was going to be enforced the way it has, and two, I just kind of thought, you know, it'd still be kind of college, but yeah, it hasn't been handled well whatsoever. Um, I mean, it's a clear double standard for between staff and the students. And the golf team. And yeah, the golf team. I mean, there's cer- certain students are entitled entitled to certain things, certain luxuries that others aren't. Yep. And I don't think that's fair in any way. Um, and then I mean, just like all the other garbage going on, like I still got to ask for approval to go home. Yep. Like what? Why? And I mean, I get like what they're trying to do, but it's, they didn't go about it the right way. And I mean, honestly, like we had a shutdown anyway. So. This. This is in no way what someone's senior year should be like. No. This is not how I want wanted my last semester to go. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we've had some good times, and we made the Very best of it. Yeah. But it's just weird, man. Like, that was the first time I'd seen Mitch and Dave, really, since we've been here, except for the one time Dave came over. Like, it's stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, I should be able to, like, see people when, like, Live yeah. my life the way I want to, not be confined to four walls. Going more on uh, um, the aspects of, I mean, we we we've, we've heard some things about. Um, there was a message, a Facebook message was posted of a text between someone that's on the Albion staff and a friend. And the staff member at Albion basically said, the president told the staff, it's his way or you take one of the many trains out of Albion. Now, we've never met the guy. He won't, he's, I, I haven't had the opportunity to meet him. I've, it's been established that he clearly does not want to meet me. I've tried. It hasn't happened. It's probably never going to happen. Obviously, with what happened at the beginning of the year with the things I was doing, I knew I was on a short list. Uh, I thought they would have come at me more than, than what happened. Uh, just, I mean, keeping me at a distance, I guess, was their way of handling that. Um, but 
there's a lot of unrest. I think coming in, I had my opinions on the situation. We, we, we shared the same opinions on the situation. But a lot of the student body, I don't think, was quite there yet. As we've progressed, we see more and more, and I would almost even say we're probably close to 80 to 90% of the students here are against what he's been doing. Mm -hmm. With all this unrest with the student body, and now we start to see it happening with the staff here. Do you think if some second semester is similar to this semester, something is going to happen, like big changes? I need to. Yeah. Um... Because he's outnumbered. But that's that's where I want to kind of ask a question is, this is more obviously down the conspiracy, in quotes here, aspect of the whole thing. Do numbers matter when money's in play? Nope. And that's that's where I'm at as far as what's scary to me is if obviously the students... We're, we're we're his staff. We pay him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he essentially works for us. Yeah, and I think I might have mentioned it on uh, the last episode about the hundred thousand dollar pit and the twenty three thousand dollar golf cart that he had custom made for himself. Um, but things like that. Do you? We we've never met the guy, so we can't sit here and actually speak directly to what his thought process is or anything like that. But as students here, this is you know our fourth year. Paul's about to graduate here. We have a pretty good read on how things work here. We understand it. We've been here way longer than he's been here. Yeah. Do you think he's doing it in the best interest of the students, or is he doing this for him to get his name in the paper to make him look good to make Albion in the news like they're trying to do these crazy things and it makes him look good. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, think about it. He gets interviewed about how he got his college basically through a full semester of yeah. quote-unquote in-person learning and campus life. It ain't going to be us. He ain't going to be, oh, it was the students buying in. And he's be like, because of me. Yeah. And that's, I did that's it. the problem is when we had these upticks or – Certain, you know, cases would start to rise here. It was always an email blaming the students. It was always our fault. It's not the staff leaving, coming in. Because I saw what was interesting. There were apparently critical staff that contracted the coronavirus, whatever that means. And I'm going to tell you right now, they probably didn't get it from us. Yeah, 100%. We have, as last of I've seen, the last email that was sent out, 17 positive cases out of you know, 14, 1,500, however many students we have here. It's not a ton. 17 cases is not a lot. Uh, but the critical staff, I don't even know what that means. What, what, what is critical staff? But Him? Maybe. But, I mean, he has Halloween parties. It could have happened from that. And it, but it's always reflected on us that we're messing up, we're, we're breaking the rules. So my question here is for you. How much more do you think the student population can take? Because you, you know how I am. I'm, I, I can be a hothead. This whole situation had, has made me very angry. But I've controlled my anger as best I could. I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, haven't, I could have been more active protesting against this than I, I did at the beginning. But 
when you realize something's not going to budge, at that point you're just kicking and screaming for no reason. And I'm yeah. not about to waste my time doing something that's not going to. I'm not going to see results from. Yeah. I made my message clear. I got my message out there. I did a lot of what I felt I could do at the time. But there's other kids out there. There's there's younger kids. There's 18 and 19 year olds. These young kids who have a lot of energy. Who have a lot of. They're going through big changes. They're going through big changes. Some of them, it's their first year, and this is what it's like. Do you think there's going to be a point next semester if things don't progress that you're going to see pushback to the point of class walkouts, boycotting, stuff like that, protesting in front of his house, and you know, Hopefully, we we don't ever have to get to that point. Obviously, yeah, we want to avoid all that at all costs. I mean, even coming here, I had thought about potential doing a class walkout, but I mean, there wasn't enough students behind me at the time. Yeah. But is do you think that's in the realm of possibility? Yes, absolutely. I feel like, um, I mean, it's, you can even see it now. Like, it's just progressively like students have become more and more uneasy. And more and more on edge with everything. And, I mean, like you said, I'm sure a lot of people right now are sitting here and, like, if next, next semester isn't different, like, yeah, something's, well. something's got to happen. Like, this is this is not how it should be. So I do, I do really think that there's a chance for that. I just don't know how many people would be willing to actually act upon those things. Right here. But... Yeah, that, I, I feel that too. I mean, there's a difference about saying it and there's a difference yeah. between, you know, action and, and talking. But what do you think was the worst thing that was done? When we got shut down and we're allowed to go outside? Yeah, I can get behind that easily. Can't go outside? Yeah, that's messed Can't up. Can't go for runs? That's messed up. Can't sweat? Not allowed to do yeah, that? Yeah, we weren't even allowed to work out. What kind of, In our rooms, that's just messed up. It's like, dude... That's that was the worst that I think it got. It's like when we weren't allowed yeah. outside, we were just you go crazy. Confined to these four walls, you go crazy. It and that's the problem I have is you you know me, I don't like. I said that I don't have I have a problem with being told what to do, but if I get told what to do with no explanation, or if it's a BS explanation, I just, it's hard for me to respect yeah. the person making that decision. If you're, it, it's like when you ask someone a question, why? The question why, and they say, well, because. And that's just, you, you know they don't have a legitimate reason. And what bothers me is uh, there's a lot, a lot of parents that just love him to death. Which, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't love the guy, don't respect the guy, anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But you're not a student on this campus. Yeah. Just because your kid is here, that doesn't mean anything. I'm here. My parents are not here. They don't know what they know. Obviously, the basics of my situation, but they're not living this every day. Those parents that sit there, he needs to tighten the restrictions. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You're not here. You want to say all that? How about let's flip the roles? You can't leave. You got you got to stay within a four mile radius. You can't go see friends or family. You cannot work, and you ain't gonna get un- collect unemployment. You just can't work. Then let's then let's see what you have to say. Because that that is one thing that really 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 angers me. Because we have these adults that just wanna. I won't say it because it's not a nice term, but love this guy in quotes. 
not love the aspect of love him, but you probably understand what I'm trying to say here. For no reason. Because I, when he first came in, I was excited. I liked Ditzler. I had nothing mm-hmm. wrong with Ditzler. I, I'm glad did the way Ditzler went out because you never want to see it get to a point where they're forced out or anything like that. But I think him stepping down at the time, I think he handled last year very, very well. I really did. Because he did everything he could to keep us on campus. And with no restrictions, let, I put, let me put that out there, no restrictions. But he wanted us to finish out the year. And he pushed it. We were one of the last schools mm-hmm. in Michigan to f- put classes online. And then we still had the option to stay here and have a good time, be with your friends, be with the community. And then we were once again one of the last schools to actually get shut down. And I, I praised Ditzer for that. He handled the, the virus very well. And it's a tough thing to deal with. I understand, you know, President Johnson came in here. He, he did not have an easy set of goals and tasks he had to put forth. But the, uh, he references the questionnaire a lot, mm-hmm. and that bothers me because they were the most misguided questions. Do you want to return to campus? Yeah, I want to return to campus. You said nothing in there about restrictions outside of are you willing to follow some new regulations, in parentheses, such as mask wearing, social distancing. Yes, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But tell me I can't work. I can't go see my family. I can't go see friends that don't go here. I can't even see my friends that go here. Yeah. It's nonsense, absolute nonsense. So final question on this whole Albion College madness. What are you going to miss the most? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, Ones that'll make you think. That's a really good one. Honestly, I mean, obviously living with like you, like living with my best friend, like that's, that's just, we've had some great times. Especially grinding it out together, it makes it so much better. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to rhyme, but it did. I'm going to straight up lose my mind next semester. But no, I mean, that's going to be like a big thing that I miss is just being with the homie all the time. Yeah, I mean, we've got to live together the last three years. Yeah, that's going to be one thing. And I mean, just like the stupid adventures we'd go on and stuff like that. Yeah. We just go explore the area and find things. And I mean, we even did it today. Like, we found something new. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about this the other day, because this was insane. This, so uh, there's a park. We are allowed to go to the park. There's this park over here. And uh, we went there to work out. And we finished workout, and we liked to explore. It was a beautiful day out. So we went for a walk. And we, we see in the distance, we're, we're kind of on this hill. We're coming up this hill, and we see some smoke. We're not exactly sure what it is. We can see reddish color but we're not sure if that's the sun setting what, what's going on we come up over the hill i've never seen anything like this there's a cemetery and there's at least 10 to 15 different plots of fires and then there's a giant like line of so it looks like someone was either writing something with gasoline or just made a giant stripe and it, it was a big fire and this yeah. is right by dry woods could have easily, I mean, I don't even know what happened with that, but what was that? Um, I mean, the only real explanation is a cult. 
Rich Wolf. And we've been, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't help that we've been watching movies like this lately. That's also true. We have been watching some culty movies and stuff about that. Very spooky culty movies and rituals and all this stuff. And then <laughs> we just stumbled upon it. We kind of got close and we could hear people, but it wasn't people trying to put the fire out. We were just having a good time, which yeah, was even weirder. Getting hype. Yeah, and and then we uh, we tried going in from the other side because we walked up to it and you know no one could see us because the yes. fire was huge and the smoke was crazy and so we tried driving around but it got just there was there's those bad vibes you know you get sometimes and yeah. we just made the executive decision this is probably a horrible idea it's like that sounds like the beginning of a horror movie yeah like this, this is how <laughs> things were about to go south and it let's just avoid it. Yeah, Let's like, go oh, back. We can just turn around and act we had, like it never happened. We had chicken tacos on the menu. Yeah, that was all And good. I need to make it home for some chicken tacos. Yeah, are you kidding me? And that's where we came down to. <laughs> so, let's... What... When I... When I uh, we, we tried this one sophomore year, doing a little podcast thing. It was with one mic. It was terrible. It wasn't like we were talking about terrible things. We were just doing it on sports, but it's really hard to talk over one mic and produce it well. When I had, you know, received this equipment and, and we, it was, it was for sure happening. Now, now this is, let's get the ball rolling. We get to school, we're getting this podcast rolling. First, what did you expect it to look like? And then two, after this is, this is our 10th episode now, how do you feel about where it is and, and what we did with it so far? Um, I mean, my expectations honestly um not as high for this as it, as it turned out to be like i think this is something i mean i knew you were good at it i didn't know how how well i would be at just like having conversations basically and recording them yeah um but i feel like we've kind of nailed it now like we kind of got a knack for it we just get the knack for um basically just talking dude like that's what we're doing we're sitting yeah here. we're having conversations over over some mics and they're they're being recorded. That's that's what it is. And I mean, we've gotten to this point with it that I just feel like it's almost like second nature now. Like you just yeah. sit down. Like, what are we talking about? Let's, and, let's and have we, a conversation. I will add a little quick note here. We did practice a lot. We practiced in the summer, and then we've rec- there's about ten different versions of the very first episode we released because we just we wanted to make sure that the first one we did was to a point where we were both just very happy with how it was, how it sounded, how it felt how it flowed and we found that finally found that one and you know the rest is history yeah no i mean i just blown my expectations out of the water to be honest with you um i mean one just like the the quality of it all and then i mean you even have your own little riff at the beginning like we 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 turned it into something that i actually i i feel like this is the groundwork for something that's gonna be special special it's gonna grow and because I'm here for the ride, man. Yeah, that's the thing that I really enjoy about it is it's fun. We talk about a lot of different things. It's the world's weirdest podcast for a reason. You never know where. You, we talked about socks for we a good, good while socks. one episode. Um, kind of, kind of going along with both those questions I just asked you. Uh, what is your favorite episode and why? Oh man, that's I told tough. you I had tough questions for you. That is a real good one. I really like simulation theory, just because like 
We talk about it a lot. We talk. That's like a normal conversation for us to have. And like we really just dug into it like real deep. And I really like that. I really like the time episode though. That's that probably my. Because there mean, was the what if that, episode was. Nah, there's a lot of good episodes. I knew you were honest. itching for that what if one because I know you have that Ken Griffey. Oh, you know I'm all for Ken. Love me some Junior. Paul, I'm gonna give you an opportunity right here, right now. To sell provolone cheese. To the world. <laughs> you want me to sell provolone cheese to the world? Yep. Bruh, what do you... How do you sell... Uh, like, I mean, not, not like... Okay, sell might not be the right word. You want me, you make want your me to talk ca- it Make up? your case for provolone cheese. I mean... I like provolone cheese. It's, it's a... It goes well with Italian-style sandwiches. As in? As in... Is ham Italian? No, not really. But like... <laughs> just So just your bread is then. But like, if I got the Italian bread, I got the like, you know, the deli dressing, you know, I got that going on. You throw a little provolone. It's basically, basically, it's basically an Italian sandwich. Is it your favorite cheese? No. That's just my like preference is your for favorite sandwiches. Cheese? For um, all sandwiches. For all sandwiches? Yeah. Oh, provolone then. For like chicken sandwich, you want provolone? Yeah, I put provolone on chicken sandwich. I've done that before. Why? Uh, you just don't look at me like that. You don't need, don't you know? Mm. I mean, I, mm. I mean, I mean, my favorite cheese, like all time, is not provolone. Like, what, what would it's it be? Williams like? cheddar. Specifically, Specifically Williams <laughs> cheddar. It's creamier than the other cheddars. Maybe. I'm going to be honest. And it's got to be smoked. I'm going to be honest preferably. with you. Preferably. I'm a, I love cheese. I'm a big cheese guy. I don't know a ton of cheese brands. Brands of cheese? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, I don't I mean, think I've like, dug into that too much. To Williams me, it's just cheddar, the kinds of cheese. Like, there's like Wisconsin cheddar. There's a bunch of different kinds of cheddar. It's weird. I'd imagine. I mean, there's probably tons of different yeah, brands. I, mean, I, I just, for me, I know just the kinds of cheese. There's everything. Cheese is a very, very deep subject. Oh, we've had plenty of talks about cheese this semester. Speaking of, whoa, voice crack. Speaking of uh, weird conversations this semester, what do you think is the weirdest conversation we've had? There's a lot. The peanut butter arms one's up there. Yeah, no, that came to mind. <laughs> it makes you so mad. Mm, I don't, that's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, that is a weird one. I mean, we just had some, like dumb conversations too. We get into like I wouldn't say arguments, but debates. Really dumb debates. Really, really dumb debates. It's kind of funny, and it really flusters me. Yeah, and I know that makes you laugh. It does. That's good entertainment. But yeah, we're, I mean, yeah, the peanut butter one. I don't remember. I don't want to get into detail. We don't want to get into detail here. We talk about it. We don't need to. We don't need to get me too too fired up here right now. He's already basically. Getting basically, what you told me was like, what was it? If you can't have peanut butter without your noodles, and then I was like, I mean, you can eat peanut butter and not have noodles, but then you told me noodles were arms, and you couldn't buy peanut butter without your arms, and if somebody bought it for you, then it wouldn't be your peanut butter. And then we got in this whole ar- argument about ownership of peanut butter. I think that's where it really, really picked up for me. It's because, you know, 
basically we got into it is a whole thing about just like ownership and like property rights and stuff like that it yeah. got real deep all because of peanut butter and the noodles but hey you know what they say they can't have your peanut butter without your noodles <laughs> i wish you could see his face right now because it's fantastic <laughs> no comment Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm... Next question. Next question. Oh, man. <laughs> Call of Duty comes out tonight, man. Oh, yeah. How excited are you? Call of Duty is your game. Dude, this is like Call of Duty Christmas. It you know, is. It's like, it's like you're sitting there and it's like eight hours. Oh, my God, it's coming. I'm just gonna... Three hours. It's, yeah, it was eight hours earlier. I keep saying eight hours. I feel like you said eight hours when it was a lot less than eight hours. I think you said that when we got back, and it was like five. I said eight hours when we were in, um, where were we? Olin. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like yeah. almost five <laughs> or whatever. To change tunes a little bit here, so I know you're probably itching to talk about this. Let's talk about music. Oof. Just, just what give them, give, give your background for how you uh, got to. For anyone that doesn't know, which if you follow my music, you definitely know. Paul's my manager. He's also one of my producers. Makes ninety nine percent of the beats that I use. Uh, talk about how, you, from your standpoint, that all got started. Um. Well, I mean, like since I've been young, like I just always loved music, and I mean that's even like as I've gotten older, picked up even more, like, I just always loved to listen to music. And then, it was freshman year, actually. Well, I shouldn't say freshman year. Actually, my, my senior year in high school, we started kicking around this idea of, like, a record label. And then I had one of my friends, he was producing, and I just kind of thought that was cool. And, like, I'd always been good at writing. And, like, writing just, yeah. like, stupid songs about English who English minor. Yeah, and, <laughs> but like just writing stupid songs about people I don't like at school while I'm in class and stuff like that. I will say your best record you've written is the uh, Burger and Fries. Oh. What's that song remix? Why, I uh, can't Murder on My Mind? Yeah, so if you know the song Murder I on My Mind. I wake up every morning, I got burgers on my mind. By YNW Melly. Paul has an amazing remix called Burgers on My Mind. Yeah, no, it's, that's true. <laughs> um, unreleased. We, we don't know if it's ever coming out. Dude, but. Weird Al would rock that song. Oh, dude, he'd kill it. He would kill it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, no, um, back to what I was saying. Um, it was kind of like my senior year of high school. I kind of like was like, this music stuff's like kind of cool. Like, I like this. And then I downloaded GarageBand on my laptop, I think, some point freshman year, and then just started, like, messing with stuff. And I, after, uh, you know, retiring from baseball, it was I was like, uh, now what? I need, <laughs> I need like, something to do with my life, like a hobby. And then I started, like, I mean, kind of just picking that up. Because, I mean, like, you listen to music so much, it's just like, yeah. all right, I feel like I could just, like, make it. So then I just kind of started messing around up on some stuff. And then from there, <laughs> I met you. And then... From your side. We kind of both built, yeah. built up the confidence in each other. True. To, like, show each other our stuff. And yeah. then... I remember I, I showed you a beat one time, and you were like, yo, this is actually good. And I'm like, really, though? Is it? It's like, I didn't think it was much. But then, I mean, here we are now. Here we are now. 
New album on the way. Oh, yeah. New album on the way. Best one yet, by far. Yes, sir. It's going to be an exciting one. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the it, The world too. needs it. The world does need it. I've previewed to a couple people, and they're ready for it, too. It's going to be a fun one. Um, what would you say you've progressed the most on as far as your music? Um... I think one thing is, like, I am not really scared to experiment anymore. Yeah. Like, I was always, like, early on, like, trying to make things sound like other things. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to make everything sound like a trap beat. I kind of want to put my own spin on it and kind of just whatever's in my head, get it out. Which, if you've heard any of the recent stuff, you you will know what he's talking about. Yes. Um, And I think also just, like, learning how to to mix mix my beats and like use the EQs and the different yeah. sound spaces and things like that. Like that's been a big thing that I've like started to pick up with like logic is like using like the different soundscapes to make certain yeah. things sound different, like make things sound darker, warmer, whatever yeah. it is, just like make things, you know, have that control and like the mixing and mastering process of the beat. And then just, I mean, I also just sometimes like to make thumpers. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, occasionally it's just like, I really want to make a song. I just, Sometimes you need some of those. <laughs> you know, it just blows your speakers up a little bit. Yeah. What do you think the way our dynamic is as far as, you know, I'm the one singing, rapping, whatever, mm-hmm. making the beats, but we, we work together on the pro- both processes. Yeah. How do you think that, from your your side, what does that look like for you as far um, as how we work off each other? I mean, I can, if you like, it's like when you, I ask you like, what are you in the mood for kind of thing yeah. like and you kind of just explain to me like a thought process and then i can like kind of like yeah turn that into something um and i also feel like to a point because like i don't want to discredit your abilities to make beats here because you make some really good beats yourself too like i'm not knocking you here but like i feel like as a as an like a, a vocal artist as, as as a musician yourself like i feel like the one thing whether you don't have time to do it, you just don't care to do it as much. Yeah. You're really good at all the vocals and stuff that I, I mean, <laughs> I could, I could play around with them and try, but like you got it figured out. And then I just got that. I, I think that's the, a, it, it feed, one we feed of our off best, each other well one there. of our best dynamics is cause then I don't have to work on that. Cause that would make it the process so much longer. Yeah. And that, that lets me focus on the writing and yeah, mixing and get, the vocals and, get, and using all that. your voice and, strengthening your abilities with that yeah and i mean I've, that's what we've seen yeah true it's gotten better doing a lot little there's some there's some rock on the way folks oh yeah you haven't, you haven't heard it yet we haven't done anything like it before but oh it's the new stuff. there's not just rock <laughs> there's, there's a lot on there. there's, there's some genre of, bending a lot of new stuff coming. <laughs> i'm excited for it it's gonna be a fun one it's gonna be the best one uh i've come out with i think be, this I will say this is the one one good great takeaway we can take from this is it helped us the podcast get this set up get this fluent and uh, as well as we could put this together and it also gave us opportunity to really really grind on the craft because I mean what else are you gonna do when you're not allowed outside <laughs> you you can only do so much before, I mean especially you know watching TV or playing video games you can only do so much of that before you start going crazy yeah you just and it's get it's nice that we didn't need that and that's what we do at the end of the day we grind and then you know we're at 
a comfortable spot or burnt out, then then it's time to relax. And I think that was a one of the like maybe three takeaways from this whole semester that wasn't a mess. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. Like we're we've been able to still do and put probably more time into certain things than we yeah. would have been able to on a in like a regular situation. Um, but obviously, I mean, like like everything, there's, there's pros and cons to it all. Like, yeah. Always. And I mean, we've definitely made the best out of our situation. That's for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I'd say, I mean, at this point, we're making the best music we've ever we ever have. Yeah. And I think that's the fun thing is too is just seeing how each other progress through uh, the th- the process because it's passion for both of us and we love doing it. And you know, when you look back, when we when we first started making stuff, that's just you think is the. I mean, obviously, it is the best because the only stuff you have, but. Now you look back in it and realize how it's really not, I'm not going to say bad, but it's just not where it is now. Yeah. And, you know, seeing the progression from start to now, and, I mean, it's only up from here. You know, the more you work on your craft, the more you, you grind on it, the better you're going to get at it. And it's fun to see it start paying off. Yeah, no, I Because you, you always wonder when you're going to start seeing payoffs. And I think we that's something we, in every aspect. I think we've really challenged each other and, and grown over the last couple of years is realizing you have to look to see the growth when you then appreciate it mm-hmm. because some, you know, the obvious one is with, you know, working out and, and body confidence and that stuff like that. A lot of times people get frustrated and they don't see results working out. That's why you got to take pictures every week because then you can actually see the results. Mm-hmm. And, and with this, we can actually see the results and it's fun that we can sit back and appreciate all that stuff. Yeah, no, it's uh, still one of my favorite things, just going back and listening to like, old stuff. And yeah, because like, we still like it. It's, it's just not as good as good songs, the stuff we've but it's made like, now. Some of it's just like, wow. like The progression. We came a long way. Yeah. And not a lot of time. Yeah, true. I mean, three years is a long time in some aspects and a blink in others. Yeah, uh, it's... It's kind of crazy. Because it's honestly more, it's actually two years because 2018 into really 2020, we, we yeah. We weren't really, and we knew each other, but we weren't like yeah. tight like that. We just kind of knew each other. Yeah. That was it. And then sophomore year, junior year, and now two what, and a half years. What a beautiful flower it's blossomed into. <laughs> uh, seriously. Paul, you got anything? You're, you're graduating. For anyone out there that's in high school, thinking about college, thinking about what to do their lives, what, what would you tell them? Just certain certain things that they should be thinking about, thought processes, what, what would you want to tell them? Um, just find something you're passionate in, man. Like, whatever it is, like, and just run with it. Do, do what you got to do to find happiness in your career and in your future. Because, I mean... I could sit here and tell you going through four years of college is going to set you up for a job in the future and a career down the road, but it might not be in the field that you want it to be in. I mean, thankfully, we're both in fields that, like, we enjoy. Yep. Like, I I like economics. Like, as crazy as it sounds, it can be really dry and boring, but, but, like, understanding how the economy works puts you ahead in life. You understand how business works. You understand all that. Useful skills. Yeah, it's, it's really important just to know that stuff, one, and then... I mean, through that, I've been able to find a passion for other things. Like, an entrepreneurial spirit yep. has been birthed within me. Um, Just for everyone out there wondering, no, Artish is not dead. We decided 
as a team to take a little bit of a hiatus because we have a lot of moving parts right now with what's going on at school, with the album, with the podcast. We just thought it would be best to take a little bit of a break. But no, it's not dead. Yes, it will be coming back. And yes, it will be full-fledged and even better than before. Big things come in 2021. But yeah, no, like college. If you're if you're thinking about going to college, thinking about going to trade school, um, it ain't conforming just to go, like you're not conforming by going to school, going to higher education. You're not you're not just like following the script of the world. Yeah. I mean, it, it's possible you could fall into that. Yeah, and, and I mean, truthfully, it can going with um, good intentions. But the one thing that um, someone told me, and I really wish I could remember who um, when I first came into college that, I mean, I've held with me until this point. And like, I mean, three days from now, I won't ever have to come back here. Um, But is when you come into college or trade school or whatever you decide to do after high school. But in this sense, like you come into college, you essentially have four years and that's four years. You can either enjoy and then work the rest of your life. Or you work hard for four years and you enjoy the rest of your life. Wow. I like that. I and like I mean, that a lot. I feel like that's, I mean, we're, we're about to graduate. We're yeah. We're, it's not taking, I mean, most people don't graduate college in four years. Yeah, seriously, not anymore. It's times have changed. And, well, I mean, you got one more semester left. You'll be done in four years. I'm about to finish up right now. It's like, not only did we put in the time to get done, but like, we didn't, we didn't waste any time while we were here. True. We, we didn't, we didn't have like a bad year. I mean, there might've been some, <laughs> some bad semesters. Personal wise, maybe, but, but not, like, you know what I mean? Not academic. Like nothing's, like, nothing, yeah. there wasn't a year, like basically didn't count. Yeah. You never no, had, no, a, you never, not. you never absolutely. had a, took a semester and then like, ah, none of those yeah. classes counted. Now yeah. I got to take it over. Like you, 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 you worked and you did what was necessary to get to where we are now. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what it's about, though. Like, you work hard for four years or you can party for four years. Seriously. It's, honestly, that's... And, I mean, you can work hard and party. Yeah, there's ways to do it. Truthfully. Yeah. It's not that hard to do. No. You work hard, you party Just hard. have your priorities straight. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very important. Know, know your priorities. Time management. And manage your time wisely. Because if you manage your time wisely, it opens up way more time for your day. Also, stay up late. Best things happen after 2 a.m. Well, think about it, though. You could sit here and work on homework until, like, what, 11? And then still stay up till 4? That's five hours just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, don't take 8 a.m. classes. You're young. Yeah. Stay up late. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Seriously, man. Age is just a number. Well, Paul, it was great having you on in this aspect. A little weird, but it was great having you on in this aspect. Everyone out there, have a blessed rest of your day. Enjoy yourself. Hug your family, your friends, love one another. We got to come together, especially now with everything going on in the United States specifically, but also in the world. We need unity. We got to come together, love one another. As always, peace and love. Take it easy.